Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome, this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, and Mike the Mariner rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. So, uh, I don't know what's been going on, but Barry, have you been doing any boating this week? Or have you been hunkered I, down? I've been working on my ship. Working on your ship? I've been working on my ship. As, as Black can, Pearl? It's not ship shape right now. They, exactly. He's wearing his uh, captain's hat or pirate's hat for right. Talk Like a Pirate Day, uh, which I don't know why we started this uh, tradition or who did, but they ought to be keelholed, I think. But uh, I don't know. It, it was fun the first few years, but now it's kind of silly to me. Mike, wait, Mariner, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. You, you and I did an audio check earlier today, did we not? We did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. We finally found the root of the problem, which was yours truly was still using AOL dial-up. Right. Apparently, that's a no-no. So, you know, $700 later, Mm -hmm. here we are, and we're now connected. So, everything's good, right? Uh, In theory, yeah. We'll see if it holds right now. You sound fine. All right. Wait, I've got a question. Go ahead, AOL still exists? I think they do. Uh, They did last week, up until last week, and then uh, Patrick (laughs) was their final customer. (laughs) <laughs> actually i have a prodigy tisk if you want that no i have no listen i i was i was still pay, paying by the the usage okay. so i wasn't even on like their monthly plan all right um so when we were doing our check yeah i had mentioned that it was talk like a pirate day yeah. you said you were gonna have everybody on the show mm-hmm. because now that our listeners can actually unfortunately see us yeah. um we were going to dress up so i went and i dressed up i see it's uh i couldn't find my pirate hat so i had to put my santa hat on yeah saint so saint patrick or is it is it or saint uh, nick or i don't know uh, uh, i'm pirate santa pirate but, uh, is patrick so he could be a saint so did nobody else dress up other than barry with uh, paul revere's hat i did not steal it from paul revere as you can plainly see i dressed up as brad pitt <laughs> when he's 87 hey thanks uh well mike well, Patrick, that's what you wear to the factory right that's what you wear to of work of course yeah it does uh listen this this is what's known as casual wear right <laughs> well just look Friday. if you're uh listening to the world of boating radio show today and not watching us well you are one of the lucky ones all we got that's uh, that's where i'll leave that conversation but it is uh, talk like a pirate day so, if you uh, care to share the latest boating news and information with a pirate-themed accent, Patrick, feel free to uh, improvise in that regard. No, that, and, that, and that's where I was very disappointed that Bill wasn't going to be able to, do in, to, to join us because mm-hmm. Bill does the best Scottish, Russian, French, German pirate accent ever. If you're drunk and crazy, he's awesome. <laughs> International pirate. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, he's drinking crazy. So are you going to channel your best bad pirate impression that Bill typically would do when you do Absolutely the Absolutely uh, not. Today? One, one, one thing I, I do not do is accents, mm-hmm. um, unless I'm doing a Greg. Now, I can do an awesome Greg Holt. Okay. Let's hear it. So um, welcome to the world of boating. And um, so let me tell you what happened to me. Um, <laughs> Eh, I'd give it a C minus. So, so, so you know, there's this. You guys heard about this coronavirus? This yeah, coronavirus, okay. Everybody's heard about this, right? Right. Well, right. apparently, I got it oh. when I decided to split a bowl of chili mm-hmm. with my best friend. Okay. But what All people right. don't know is it happened when I was on a cruise ship because I took yet another cruise. It was mm-hmm. known as the Chili Bowl cruise. Yeah, right. right so, right. let me tell you more about how I'm feeling and how I'm doing. Okay. And now he has super blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super blood. That's yeah. it. I got the antibodies. Suck it, losers. <laughs> All right, so go ahead, uh, Pat. so happy. <laughs> you know, I, I don't normally, you know, change the direction or uh, path <laughs> yeah. of our show okay. from talking right. about me, but go ahead. You can change now and, and focus on some other stories. What do we have this week? All right, well, I want to start with, uh, you know, the in the boating industry, everybody's aware that, you know, boat sales have skyrocketed. Um you know, with social distancing, with, with, you know, what can we do uh, that we can go out and enjoy ourselves and be with our family and not necessarily be um, around, you know, 100,000, 15,000 people. So boat dealers um, are pretty much, they're running on empty as far as stock. Boat manufacturers are running at full capacity to, to meet outstanding orders and orders Mm -hmm. that are being taken because boat shows are occurring. Uh, Last weekend wrapped up the uh, Atlantic City in-water boat show. Um, And we all know now that uh, Flibs is a go um, because from a factory standpoint, um, we are gearing up to uh, head down to Fort Lauderdale and set up for that. I don't know I don't know if it's going to be uh, smaller in size. If if all the manufacturers and dealers are going to choose to participate, it'll it remains to be seen. But with that show, the way everything gets set up, you know, boats get moved in, and then they build the on water display around the boats. You know, first boats in, add more docks, more boats in, add more floating docks, so on and so forth. But with boat sales being up. Unfortunately, what's happening is customer satisfaction is way down, hmm. way down. And that is why. why. Why? What is your opinion? Well, my opinion is you've got people getting into boating that they have no idea what they're doing. Um, hmm. They're just they've got money because, again, if they've got kids, they've got a family, sports camps, arts camps, private hmm. schools have been canceled, especially through the summer. So, yeah. you know, now they've got, geez, we got. that we're going to spend on this stuff. We don't have to spend. Let's go buy a boat type of thing. And they've never owned a boat. So they're, they, they really don't know what they're in for, but more than that are the dealers weren't prepared for this. Nobody was to get basically sold out and not be set up to provide service. Yeah. So unfortunately with new boats, I don't want to say there's always going to be problems, but there are going to be little things that pop up during the dealer's PDI, during the delivery, things that the customer notices mm-hmm. that they're not happy with. And then the, the dealership has to schedule this to get taken care of. And right now, you know, 
uh, prior to the pandemic, yeah, you know, we're, we're two, two to four weeks out. Now we're six to eight weeks out, if not further. And if you're up yeah. in the Northeast, that's wintertime. Your boating season is over. Yeah. I'll tell you, I've noticed a few things. Uh, a, a lot more boats on the water and a lot more idiots on the water running boats in very dangerous ways. I've seen that all summer. The other thing I've noticed is uh, it's tough to find a mechanic. Like the, the guy that uh, I use for my boat is jam packed. He's never been busier. And finding, like if you're repowering your boat, finding outboard motors or any, any major gear like that, uh, all of that stuff is backordered. It's hard to find anything. Yeah, and in that industry, even if you are, um, if you are a really bad technician, and by bad technician, I mean you 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 don't know how to crimp wires properly. You you don't know how to uh, handle these new systems. Um, you're 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 not a very good boat mechanic, if you will. You may maybe all you've done is oil changes mm-hmm. and gear loop changes and stuff like that. Yeah. But even if you're terrible. If you're not working, it's because you choose not to, because dealers and marinas are scrambling to take anybody and everybody they can. But again, that winds up driving this dissatisfaction because customers are coming with issues and they're not getting addressed correctly. Then you've got the manufacturers that the dealers are falling back on for support as far as parts whether they're mm-hmm. they're vended parts or they're parts that are made specific by the manufacturers, and they're having a hard time getting yeah. caught up. So who so, is mm-hmm. to blame? Is I, is the question? It's, it's it's really not a matter of blame. I think I think what happened is the dealers, and I'm not saying it's the dealers' fault because it's not. Because again, nobody expected this. In fact, quite the opposite is what was expected. But mm-hmm. it would be really. For them to, one, make sure that they're doing a proper delivery. And again, with the volume of boats that were being sold, even the deliveries were kind of getting cut short. And then what are you doing when you have to do it via social distancing, where maybe you can't get a sales rep to the boat because mm-hmm. of coronavirus? So now you're doing it via Zoom or uh, you know, uh, what have you to to connect with the customer and take them through the boat and show them how to use it. Now you got to be there. You got to be in person. You know mm-hmm. you have to use proper precautions, but you need to explain to the customer that you know you're going to have some things. We're going to get them taken care of. Remain yes. calm. Right. Well, you, you may be over promising and not be able to being able to deliver the goods under this uh, crazy situation we currently find ourselves in. More coming up on the world of boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK seven resin to their exclusive power claw latches nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear plus nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market the company has been around for over 15 years but it's new to the u.s so we've made a small number of nano cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scuba radio.com go there now and check out nanook 
the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast come on babe let's go outside and take the boat out for a ride i'm ready i don't want to wait Cause the only time I'm feeling free is when I got that ocean breeze or kicking it out on the lake. Cause I want it, gotta have it, feel it in, yeah. Want it, gotta have it, gone fishing. No, you're not going fishing. Not on this boat. You're not going fishing on this boat. Get on board. Got the sunshine and the shoreline. It's a good life. Get on board. Get on board. Have a good time. Casting that line. It's a good life. Get on board. Get on board. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, buried a boat around and out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. That's the latest, uh, I don't know, jingle from the Recreational Boating and, what is it? Recreational Boating and Fishing Foundation. That's it. And they just released that new uh, song uh, on social media. Uh, it's kind of catchy. Uh, you know, what, what do you think? Yeah. Better than better than Buffett, uh, no, Patrick? I, I like the one that goes... Buy a boat, 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 buy a boat. That's it. Okay. Just repeats. It's kind of subliminal, direct, concise, and you can dance to it. Okay, if you say so. Anyway, yeah, they're trying. You know, I mean, it's kind of a catchy tune. Kind of a little bit too techno, techno for me personally. But, hey, they're trying to appeal to the kids, right? Needs a shredding guitar. Riff. Maybe there yeah. you go. Work some old uh, old school tunes. Black in there Sabbath too. or something. Yeah, I am boating man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that could work all week. All right. So, yeah, uh, Greg, Greg, you are not their demographic. Um, you have aged out. Not only that, you're on their list. They know you're not a boater. You're never okay. going to buy a boat. Thank you. So, you know. All right. Well, uh, you know, we're talking about why is boat. Um, satisfaction, boat ownership satisfaction, or new boat ownership uh, trending think, down. I think, it's, it, I think it's just explosive growth. I, I, well, it, it's partly that. I think, you know, we kind of touched on it in the last segment a little bit, but, you know, the stuff I'm reading too, uh, Patrick, is that 
you know, the dealerships, like you said, are just a little overloaded right now because they're dealing with all this COVID stuff, social distancing, how to operate the dealership when you can't even get all your staff in the store because maybe some of them are sick or they don't want to work uh, for whatever reason. So, you know, you got strained uh, workforce and then, you know, you have these customers that are looking at boating as an awesome activity that they could still do in this current COVID uh, situation we find in and they, they've just been uh, surprised business-wise which is good but maybe they're not uh they're they're a bit overwhelmed as far as being able to live up to the expectations to provide that quality customer service mm-hmm. that that these new boat owners uh you know uh probably need and expect you think yeah the, the one the one thing they don't want to do you don't want to downplay wink wink you don't want to downplay the 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 fact that there may be issues that they're going to encounter and there may be a delay in getting those resolved. So as long as it's something that isn't critical to the operation of the boat, um, it will be taken care of as soon as possible. But if we've got a bilge pump, that's not working a float switch. If we've got a steering system that's faulted out, something like that. Yeah. Those need to be addressed. But again, their their ability to respond, as you pointed out, being short-staffed, maybe people are out because they're sick. Uh, maybe the dealerships are, are again, not allowing, uh, or maybe even customers. You know, I don't want anybody coming to my boat right now. I bought I bought a new boat, so I wouldn't have these problems. You know, and you can't say it to the to to these new boaters. But have you ever gone by a Mercedes Benz dealership, their service department? No. It's, not, it's not empty. I can't afford one of those. I, I know. That's why I go buy them, pass huh. them by. But their, ah. their, 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 service, their service department isn't empty. You know, mm-hmm. Lexus's service department isn't empty. Ford, Chevy, there's vehicles in there because they have problems, but right. it's taken care of under their warranty. But when we buy something like a boat that we consider to be a luxury item, something that we don't need, and we view cars as something that we do need, even though depending on where you live, maybe you really don't. Uh, we expect it to work all the time, every time, and never have any problems whatsoever. But with boats, as we pointed out time and time again on the show, they are built by hand. And there are a lot of hands, whether it was mm. Barry 17-footer or it's a 60-foot galleon, something like that, that's being built. There's a lot, a lot of hands that touch that boat to get it to the consumer and humans are not perfect. And yeah. Well, well not- I think, I think the other issue is, is that boats are not, uh, it's more of a just in time system. So they had a level of building and selling boats that was pretty much flat, maybe increasing a little bit. And then you had this COVID come along and it just shot up through the roof. Right. I think it caught them off guard. I agree. And, and you can't just ramp up, you know, saying putting, newspaper ads and saying we need marine mechanics now it's a very specialized trade and there's just not many schools anymore that teach it yeah well, so- not, o- not only that i've been through mmi i'm volvo penta certified on just about every system that they've developed up through the ips um merc cruiser certified i've been through their service schools the problem is when you go to their service schools you're working on out drives you're working on transom assemblies even when I went to Volvo Penta's diesel school and was doing cylinder sleeve replacements, you're working on an engine that's been disassembled and reassembled 
a hundred times already. Everything right. comes apart. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you don't have to deal with corrosion. You don't have to deal with stuck bolts, getting your torch out, heating things up sure. and, and climbing through a boat. Whereas they've already have it all broken down for you. So you could learn how the thing works, but yeah. the real working world in is a, different. Working inside a boat is much different. I mean, like, you know, my boat, you know, my engine room, I've got a big engine room, but my engines are huge. So there's no space in there. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, you, you have to work around and, and dig around to get to, to things that are, I, I can't understand why they place things where they place them sometimes. It drives me crazy, but I'll tell uh, you why. Of assembly. <laughs> no, 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 no. no that's not, not ease of assembly. That's, okay. It's not why. Why? They, they put components where they put them for a couple different reasons. One, you have the, the static level of the boat that you have to take into account. So why we put components in certain areas versus maybe place like, man, it would have been great over here. Yeah, but if we put it over there, it would have caused the boat to list two inches because you'd be no, I'm talking about think I'm talking about serviceable items like a like a trim tab servo motor. I know. And 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 you you almost have to remove an engine to get to it. Yeah, they're like, "Hey, let's put it in the the place that there's no way in hell they could possibly get to uh, unless they want to take it to the dealership and get drives charged." Drives me crazy. If, if you ever if you ever go on to YouTube and look up car manufacturing and you see how they put the whole engine and transmission assembly from underneath the car into the car, it makes it look easy. But when you go to work on it later on, you have to tear up half of the car to get yeah. to that one part. It's yeah. the same yeah. problem. All right. Yeah. Well, they got to get you somehow. But, I mean, it comes back to who's to blame uh, for it's, this. It's not, there, it's, there is no blame. Well, I mean, I, I mean, do the dealers need to temper expectations of a new boat owner? Yes. Maybe just a tad? Okay, Absolutely. well, there you go. See, <laughs> that's what I just said. Oh. Okay. <laughs> he expects me to listen. Come on. Be realistic. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, rounding out the latest boating news and information. And I'm looking at the uh, Facebook Live feed from Mike the Mariner. He's burning money. What the heck? What? Well, does that just mean he's a boat owner? Is that what it is? I think that well, is the, part of owning a boat, anyhow. Right. Uh, when you, yeah, uh, that's just what yeah, you do. I think that's one of the things people don't understand is a boat is such a different creature. Uh, it requires a little bit more care. It's sort of like if you got a high-performance car like a Ferrari or a Maserati. Yeah. It is the same type of car you could drive to work every day. You've got to constantly massage it and make sure everything's working perfect. Mm-hmm. And a boat's similar to that. Yeah, but the okay. thing is, Barry, when it comes to a car, we don't – we. There are people even out there that'll hesitate on getting the brakes done, or they'll they'll drive the car with those tires till the – the, the belt is showing through. Yes. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll do, they haven't had an oil change in you know, 80,000 miles. So there, those people are out there. And when you get into boating with that, you've got something that we as manufacturers and dealers would hope that you're using every mm-hmm. weekend and putting a lot of time on it because the more you use it, the better it's going to be. It keeps everything running. Uh, but when it sits, as they tend to, yeah. do, once the novelty kind of wears off, now it's sitting for two months, three months. You go out to the boat, battery's dead. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, now I got now, now you're now you're upset because the battery's dead. Now I got to charge a battery. We can't go out. Okay, everybody, it's going to be three hours before the battery charges. Or now the heck with it. We're just going to go out and buy a new battery. Now you can't get to the batteries because again, the way the manufacturers built the boat. Thanks, Mike. Um, you know the batteries are really really difficult to get to. So you know you're in there and you're sweating for an hour and a half to get the batteries changed out. Then you go to get the boat out. Now the engine won't start because again you haven't run it in two months, three months. Um, so it just kind of piles on and drives that dissatisfaction. And the less we use it, the further the boat gets away from us. And if you're not washing it, if you're not waxing it, they can start to oxidize. If you're not taking care of the bright work, especially if you live in a saltwater environment, that mm-hmm. can get away from you really quick. And it's too difficult to try to bring it back. Well, there you go. If uh, you don't use it, you're going to lose it. That's what she said, right? Uh, something like that. All right, more to coming you. up on the world of boating. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Basically, there's two ways to turn a boat. There's coming about, which is turning into the wind, and there's jiving, which is turning away from the wind. Now, jiving is something that you never want to do with a rookie on board, so just give it a shot. Well, wait, 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 wait. Why is jiving bad? It's not bad. It's just fun. Jive, oh! Come on, man. Let's get over there. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, Barry the Boater, rounding out the crew. Sailing through the latest boating news information. That's what we do sometimes, and we have to jibe. We got a hoe, and I mean, is the, the hoe's not a uh, reference to the passenger he's talking about, is it? Jibe hoe? <laughs> I, I might, yeah, really, I don't you laughed at that, Mike. Mike, what did we talk about? Don't laugh at Greg. <laughs> don't laugh at Don't encourage him. him. <laughs> okay. God, man. Even I know that. All hey, right. Real quick, circling back to, uh, we were talking about, you, you mentioned engine hours in mm-hmm. the last segment. Yeah. Um, when you compare engine hours on a boat to engine hours on a car, I was really surprised the other day because I was talking with a friend of mine about, you know, how many hours should an engine last in a boat, right? And it's variable based on how you take care of it or how much you run it and everything. But, you know, you get up into, you know, 1,500, 2,000 hours for a, for a gasoline engine, people start to get a little nervous. Yeah. And I have a fairly new truck and I pulled up on my screen the other day, the engine hours, and I'm, I'm at 1900 engine hours on my relatively new truck. My boat's 20 years old and I have a thousand hours on the engines. Hmm. Barry Zeboder, what say you? Uh, Barry Zeboder says is that when you run a boat engine, you're running at almost, depending on where you boat, almost full throttle all the time. And that wears out an engine Mm-mm. a lot faster than a car. Uh-oh. I know no, Mike, I we have dissension among the ranks there, yes, Barry. Think about yeah. it. When you're driving in a car, yeah. you have a transmission that's constantly slowing the engine oh, down yeah. as you increase. Certainly, your speed. the RPMs are low. So your RPM is yeah. going to run between 1500 and 2500 RPM. Yeah. All right. You have a boat engine. Yeah. My little two stroke will top mm-hmm. out at 5800 RPM. And if I run it like that all the time, yeah. I would argue that that's going to wear out the motor a little faster than running it at 2,000 or yeah. 2,800. Patrick's well, shaking two. his head, though. 
Patrick, well, I have two. Uh, I have two Chevy big block engines, four fifty fours, and I I cruise at thirty two hundred and fifty RPMs usually, right. and uh, that's well within the engine's parameters. It's not. You're not, you're not pushing it hard. Patrick, really, it, I, I'm not talking about taxing. I'm, I'm just talking about yeah. the amount of RPM. Remember, those pistons moving up and down so much mm-hmm. faster, creating so much more heat. Uh, yeah, just more movement, more. Look uh, at a race potential. car engine and how fast that they uh, yeah. they get rebuilt. Okay, All go, right, ahead, go ahead, Patrick. Now you can answer. Now. Go. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, just because your car speedometer says it'll go 130 miles an hour. doesn't mean you go and you drive that car at 130 miles an hour because you're going to kill it or kill yourself or kill somebody else on the road. Hmm. And with your boat, even though the manufacturer specs may say, you know, top end running at uh, 6,200 RPM, this boat will run 55 miles an hour. Okay, most people, and again, this is where it falls back on the dealers, most people aren't going to run the boat like that. What they want is to get the boat up on plane quickly and then once you're on plane, then you adjust your drive, you bring up your trim tabs, whatever it is, to reach what you consider your optimal cruising speed, which tends to be somewhere between 25 and 32 miles an hour, depending on the size boat. You're on plane, you're making way, nobody's getting thrown around, and your RPMs are much less. With diesel boats, You know your RPMs are going to be much less, not mm-hmm. as much wear occurring on those big diesels as with the gas engines. But to Mike's point, with proper care and maintenance, there's no reason to expect that you're going to get you, that you shouldn't see 2,000 hours on a marine engine. Mm-hmm. But if you've got somebody out there, if you've got somebody who's got a Donzi or they've got a fountain, I guarantee, and they're doing poker runs every other weekend, they're yeah. hammering that thing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so all bets are off. But for most most boaters. They're running their boat. Most of them are just idling out. My dad's boat, he had 500 hours on it. I scanned the engine. I pulled all the RPM data from it, showed the guy who bought the, bought the boat. I said, yeah, he's got 500 hours, but here's the breakdown on the RPM range. Most of that time was idling because he lives down at Marco Island, and to get out mm-hmm. into open water, a lot of idle zones. And mm-hmm. you can see the RPM range where he ran at. Most of the, 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 the preponderance after the idle time was at cruise speed, which was probably right. about 3,200 RPM. Barry, what say yeah. you? Which is reason why, I remember a couple of weeks ago, we had um, one of our scuba guys on asking us questions about boats and how to set it up and what size motor you should get. And we suggested getting the largest motor that you can afford that would go on that boat because you wouldn't tax it as hard if you had a full load on the boat and you wanted to get from point A to point B. Yeah. Not I would only agree that, with that. You got resale value because mm-hmm. when you go to sell that boat, what's going to sell better is going to be the boat with the larger engine every yeah. time. Yeah. Now, look, I mean, when you think about, you mentioned power, how much power you should get. Like, so uh, just to, you know, my boat's about 15,000 pounds. I've got uh, 280 horsepower per side. My dad's boat is 42 feet long and has 1,000 horsepower and it gets 30% better fuel mileage at almost twice the cruising speed than I do. Mm. So I'm mean, when I'm you think good. about Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I get <laughs> 0.7 miles per gallon. My yeah, dad gets are a, hulls the same. Are they same type of planing hulls? No, no. He's got a he he has a stepped hull boat. So it's a it's a much more efficient um hull. But so your 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 boat is yeah, but your boat is is plowing through the water where here's this yeah. flying above it, less friction. Yeah. 
therefore his engines don't have to work as hard, even though it's a thousand horsepower. Yeah, so he's got he's got three three uh, fifties on the back of that. But when you think about the the efficiency, that's the big difference. But people equate more horsepower with greater fuel consumption, and you know there are a lot of other factors there. Yeah, Mine's an inboard as well. It depends, as you pointed out, step hull bottoms, of course, um, how the boat's run, the conditions it's run in, um, buoyancy of the water that it's being run in comes into play, how many people you're carrying on board. I mean, if you're always going to run a light load, you're going to get better fuel economy. If you're taking the whole neighborhood out, you know, every weekend and you're pulling, you know, nine people on one of those big party tubes, you know, or pull or doing wake surfing, you're going to burn fuel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But the, right. the, the dealers really have to do a better job in managing these expectations because what's going to happen is what they, what they don't want to do is these people that got into boating because of the pandemic, you don't want to turn them off. You don't want them to get a season on the boat, and then now they're looking to sell that boat, and they're not looking to upgrade. They just want out, and that it would be bad not only for the dealers, but for the manufacturers as well. Mm-hmm. Because there's some thought in the industry that come next spring, there may be a flood of pre-owned boats hitting the market that's going to cut into new boat sales. Very well, well, de- what, what the dealer may want to do is start developing some kind of, I don't know if it would be a club or something to help all these new boaters that really haven't done this before to kind of get together something social even if it's social on the water, uh, as uh, Patrick's about to say something. So, <laughs> like yeah, raft I mean, ups, for example. Well, I mean, they could do something really unique, like, I don't know, maybe start a nationally syndicated boating show hmm. and talk about these. But there's very already topics. one like that. That would be a great idea. <laughs> you know, and they we don't need answer the all their questions. Yeah, hmm. was, get with the program, Greg. Okay. Literally, get with the program. All right. So, they, maybe they need to. <laughs> support a program that already exists that does just that is what you're saying if people listen to this show and by that i mean they listen to everyone except for you yeah okay. um not nice. they, they 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 could learn an awful awful lot because between barry myself and mike we've probably got i don't know 300 years of boating experience. right and, then, and when captain <laughs> rusty is with us you learn what not to do well, if we count Rusty in, we got twelve hundred years because Rusty is like Methuselah. He's 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 like a thousand years old. He just doesn't show it. Yeah, but here's the thing. You know, Rusty is the reason he's not here today. Is that he's doing probably what he needs to do to make sure his new boating customers there in Jacksonville at Jacksonville Marine have the best experience possible. No, no. Yeah, I follow him. On no, fa- no. He's I, out there I doing that. Follow him that. on Facebook. He was he was doing taking dance classes on how to do the merengue. Right. Did you, well, did you see that? Who but, his dance partner was? You know, uh, learning how to dance and being fluid in your bodily movements when you're interacting with a potential boat owner uh, m- might improve the experience. Well, boat selling <laughs> is turns a dance. into art when you're uh, like that. Maybe you have to know how to pivot and hide the flaws in the boat. Yeah. Pearl well, the weather forecast that. for South Florida this coming week is going to be beautiful out there. So. No wind, flat seas. No excuses for not going boating, nice. right? No yeah. excuses this coming week. Yeah. Uh, are you going to wear the same outfit you're wearing right now for, uh, you know, talk like a Pirate's Day when you're out on your boat this week, Barry? Well, if that's today, then no, because I'm here. I n- No, I mean, this week you should just, you know. No, I wear my bathing there. suit. 
I wear my bathing suit just like any no, other No, more clothes. More clothes, Barry. <laughs> we want more clothes. Speedo. Right. More coming up on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast we now return to night boat the crime solving boat faster night boat we've got to catch those starfish poachers you don't have to yell michael i'm all around you Oh, no, the headed land. We'll never catch him now. Incorrect. Look, a canal. Oh, night boat, go! Oh, every week there's a canal. Or an inlet. Or a fjord. Quiet! I will not hear another word against the boat. I was young, I was dry, but to sail I would go. One hour on the water, I was soaked down below. Though I tried, I couldn't hide from my mother's piercing view. But all she would say was, a big boy like you. Wet before, wet before, wet behind, wet behind. We're the members of the Wet Pants Club. Get a little pissed Wet before, wet before, wet behind, wet behind. We're the members of the Wet Pants Club. This is the World of Boating. I am Greg, your first mate. Uh, my pants are still have maintained dry. 
uh, which is kind of ironic for our virtual crews through the latest boating news and information. But, uh, you know, we are uh, very efficient at what we do after doing this for so many years. Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, rounding out the crew. And, um, I don't know, just a few minutes left before we head back to the dock. What else do we have today to share with our passengers, Patrick? Well, we, we've got to go to uh, Barry the Boater for a World of Boating PSA. Take okay. it away, Barry. <laughs> yes. See this device here? This is a personal locator beacon. Oh, that's Not great for the radio sh- when you show them like that, Barry. Well, Thanks. it's supposed to be on Facebook right now. Okay, so it's I'm Facebook talking. Live. All right. Now, if you press the test button, you will see a little green light will come on. It'll go through a test mode and flash. Right. But one of the other things you need to do is look in the back of it. There's going to be a sticker that's going to tell you when you need to replace the batteries. Okay. And I happened to check mine today, and it yeah. says it was due back in February. So ah. I'm going to bring this up to ACR. So when you just activated it, is the Coast Guard going to show up at your front door now? No, you don't oh. want to press that button because right. it will show up with a large invoice for all the uh, fees and charges they'll give you. But no, I'm going to take it up there. ACR is actually built in Fort Lauderdale, and I know where mm. the place is. I could bring it there and uh, pay whatever the fee is and have them change out. The so battery. the public service announcement is to check your batteries of your personal locating device. Absolutely. There okay. should be a uh, uh, an expire sticker on it. Got yeah. It. And, well, there, and, and let me just point out, Greg, that uh, Barry um, needlessly put your life at risk um, every time you went out on his boat with him since February. So, uh, <laughs> Thanks, Barry. Is that Barry. a Coast Guard helicopter right here? Right, exactly. House right now? No, they would never know where we were because his batteries were dead. So, <laughs> thanks, Barry. Feel so much safer now. Anyway, uh, we actually I might go boating with him to, despite that oversight this week. Uh, so maybe next week we'll have an update for you. If well, uh, I'm, surpri- I'm surprised you don't have your own when you go scuba diving. My own what? Eperb? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I got Barry's. <laughs> yeah, but his is expired. <laughs> My, no, no, actually, it will still work, but um, uh, it's not waterproof like that. They ah. do make uh, deep water EPIRBs now. Right. I hey, actually, can I borrow it tonight? I'm going uh, bioluminescent kayaking tonight. Well, okay. What does that mean? Use an EPIRB. What? Well, they'll just, they'll just look for anything that's glowing around your body. <laughs> well, yeah. What are you doing exactly? Like uh, getting a bunch of lightning bugs and, and taking the goo from their no, tails no, and rubbing I, I it all over your body and... What? Over in Cocoa, uh, the south end of Mosquito Lagoon and the Banana yeah. River area, uh-huh. um, they have uh, nighttime bioluminescent uh, kayak tours. The water lights up when you move through it with a, uh, yes. with a kayak. Barry know, and I the, know this as divers for sure. Did you know that, uh, yeah. uh, Patrick? You may you probably knew that too, right? Yeah, I know that. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's pretty a, cool. It's a, sure, so. it's a sure sign that you have way too much time on your hand. <laughs> no, it's not. It actually is a pretty neat thing to do. Have you done this before, yeah. uh, Mike, or is this a new thing? No, experience? no. But I have a funny. Do you remember last year when uh, I helped a friend of mine move his uh, his boat from Sanford to Fort Myers, and we right. did a segment on the show? Yeah, I, we stopped. We we stopped in Titusville on the way because we had to go up to Jacksonville, but down the East Coast, we stopped in Jacksonville. I mean, stopped in uh, Titusville, and uh, someone dropped something in the water, and all the water. Lit up, huh? Just lit up there in the marina. Yeah, I don't it, even know. Is that a seasonal thing too, with the bioluminescence, or is it like? Yeah, that this is all the time? this is kind of the season for it. it okay, it, typically through October. All right, yeah. well that that's cool. So where where is it exactly? You're going to do this over in uh, uh, Indian River Lagoon on the Banana River. Okay, 
Well, that'll yeah. be uh, cool. I've seen plenty of videos. Uh, yeah, you know, Barry and I are scuba divers, so bioluminescence on a night dive is pretty a uh, common thing to see, and it is pretty magical. Yeah. Uh, but you see those people going out on kayaks or, you know, uh, those videos. You can just YouTube it, uh, and you'll yeah. see a bunch of stuff. And it looks like they're, you know, on the island of uh, you know, Avatar or something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So freaky. when you YouTube it, you don't get the experience of getting eaten by millions of mosquitoes right. or no CMs. They're even more fun. <laughs> There's that. Yeah. yeah. So you're just going out to sightsee. You're not going to do like bioluminescent lobster hunting or anything, are you? No. No. Right. We're just no. doing a tour. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, give us the update. Of us are going over. Yep. Next week. That'll be pretty awesome. Patrick, yeah. uh, we got about 30 seconds, minute or so left. What do you got? Uh, Nothing that'll fill that slot. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, be sure to tune in next week because we're going to talk about... Uh, Me and Barry going to catch lobsters. Yeah, it, it, it'll be all Greg all the time. Uh, tune in next week or don't. Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> Way to sell it. Way to sell it, Patrick. Is he your marketing guy? I uh, Not anymore. <laughs> uh, don't forget Mike the Mariner and his bioluminescent uh, rowing e- adventure. How about that? Uh, yeah. It's something for everyone if, uh, if it goes as planned. Patrick is not enthused. <laughs> Jeez. Patrick, you got to do something. Come on. I do this show. That's enough. Okay. He's going to play his little guitar. All right. Tune in next week where you might hear Patrick bitch at me and Barry and Mike. How about that? <laughs> That sounds good. Oh, promo material for sure. All right, look, on that note, we'll wrap it up regardless. Till next time, remember, whether it's sail or motor, life is better better as a boater. Safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at worldofboating.com. <gasps> Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.